Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Allahumma salli ala Muhammedin wa ala Muhammed. Elhamu al-Mahdina wa salam taslima. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My dear sister Tiffany. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, dear father. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me back. So today we're going to talk about Christianity and the, the plethora of sects within Christianity. Um, those who adopt Christianity or accept Christianity or become Christians uh, and change their faith from one faith to Christianity, um, the first thing that they're faced with is, oh, wow, there's a lot of sects that are here. There's actually, the Christians are all, um, they seem to be united, but actually they're not united. Now there's so many different teachings, paths, and ways, yeah? Yeah. And this is something that we find also within Judaism, and we find it within Islam. And the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him and his family, had actually prophesied that this would take place in his nation. And he said that, um, you know, the Jews, uh, after the death of Moses and Aaron, that they got divided into many, many sects until they became 73 sects, yeah? Mm -hmm. And the Christians uh, also, after the passing of Jesus, they also became divided and they became 70-some sects, right? And then he said that, and you Muslims will do the same as the Christians and the Jews. You'll follow them step by step. It's so much so that if they were to fall into the lizard's hole, you would do exactly the same thing, yeah? And uh, after him... Uh, the Muslim nation would also be divided into so many sects, 70-some sects. All of them would be in hellfire except for one, which would be the, the, the sect that is saved, yeah? Yeah. And so the words of the Prophet Muhammad here, uh, it's important because he's saying that all sects of Islam, even though they're saying, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadin Rasulullah, um, even though they accept Muhammad as the messenger and they accept the basic teachings of Islam, that all of the sects are going to be in the hellfire except for one. So do Muslims go to hellfire? Uh, according to the words of the Prophet Muhammad, they all do, with the exception of one particular sect. So now it's really important that we find out what this sect is. Yeah. According to the Prophet Muhammad, the same thing goes for Christianity and the same thing goes for Judaism that there are all these different sects all of them would go to hellfire except for one and it makes sense you know why does it make sense it just makes basic logical sense even for the Christian who doesn't accept the words of the prophet Muhammad or doesn't accept his prophethood I mean if you have a whole bunch of different people that are calling towards the same the same path, but they're pointing in different directions. Well, not all of them are going to uh, not all of not all roads lead to Rome, unfortunately. Even yeah. though it's the it's the famous saying, but it's not true. Uh, if you're pointing towards the south and somebody else is pointing towards the north, and another person's pointing towards the east, and another person's pointing towards the west, all these roads are not going to lead to the same to the same way. And that means that some of these sects, right, all of these sects, with the exception of one, have been tainted by infiltrations from Satan, additions, bid'ah, and the Prophet said, every innovation is in hellfire. Anything that you follow, that you abide by, that didn't come from God, it came from the devil. And those who abide and obey the devil and do the things which the devil commanded, he is going to lead them astray. And he promised in the Quran and in the Bible that he would sit on the straight path and focus all of his efforts and dedicate all of his time 
in order to lead people astray, right? Yes, yeah. What you, this warning that you're speaking about from Prophet Muhammad, it really reminds me of uh, things that that Jesus himself said. Um, how he said that not everyone who calls me Lord and Master is going to enter into paradise, and I mean that's a very uh, that's a very interesting thing for Christians to think about because they believe that all they have to do is profess that Jesus is uh, you know the that Jesus is their Lord and Savior and this is the path to salvation. But he said that not everyone who calls him Master is going to enter into paradise, and he also said that. Uh, narrow is the the gate to salvation, and wide is the gate that leads to destruction. So, mm-hmm. and this is very clear that that many people are going to be on the wrong path, and very few are going to be upon the truth. Exactly. And you, when you study these sects and the birth of these sects and how they came to be, um, you will be shocked. You know, you will be shocked to find that there were so many Christian sects that actually are, you'd think that they were old, that they traced their origin back to Jesus Christ, when in, in reality, no. Uh, the sects that were born in the 1500s, in the 1600s, in the 1700s, you know, you have a, a branch of Christianity that's very popular in the United States, now Mormonism, mm, right, if yeah. you want to call it a branch of Christianity. It's rather new, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it, it, there's this guy named Joseph Smith. He proclaims himself to be a prophet. He says that he encounters um, these angels and and uh, he has a new uh, Bible that he brought in which he talks about how how uh, Jesus appears to the Native Americans uh, in the United States uh, to preach to them the gospel because they didn't have the chance to be saved. And so he comes to them and he preaches to them and he saves the lost tribes of Israel and, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And brings all of this hidden knowledge. So you have Mormonism, and 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 they're claiming to be Christian, you know, and and their church is called what? The Church, the church of, of Jesus Christ and Latter Day Saints. The Church of Jesus Christ and Latter Day Saints. Who knows what Latter Day Saints is? Nobody would understand what Latter Day Saints is, or or would know that this is. And you have at the same time Jesus is saying, "Beware of false prophets," right? Yes. You know, and this Joseph Smith's claiming to be a prophet. And you're not sure, do I accept what he says or do I, do I deny? And, and they're claiming to be Christian and they're claiming to be the only path. Uh, you have the Methodist Church. You have the Lutheran Church. Yeah. You have the Southern Baptist Church. Yeah. You have Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. It goes on and on and on. And it on. goes <laughs> on and on yeah. and on and on and on. All of these different churches based on different things. Churches that are based on and they and they basically proclaim their credibility you know and that on the fact that the holy ghost is with them and they there were churches that used to not so much nowadays because it's dangerous but there still are ones that do so but it's pretty much illegal um they used to get these snakes poisonous snakes and they used to allow the poisonous snakes to like bite the members of the church so that they could survive the snake bite and use this as a proof of miracle that they have the same gift that came down upon the apostles wow. you know or that they would they would speak in tongue yeah. tongues right uh, because in the acts of the apostles what happens yeah. the holy ghost comes down and there's these little like flame tongues that come upon them and 
they start speaking these languages that were unknown to the congregation. Yes. And for that reason, you'll see videos of, of some people speaking in tongue in the church, but this is um, what it is that they, that they do. And if you go to a service and the Holy Spirit doesn't come out, come down upon the congregation, you know, then they consider that this congregation uh, does not have God with them, you know. And so every congregation, you'll find these people, they're, they're, they're having uh, healings that are taking place. They're dancing. They become filled with the Spirit. Yeah. They're going left or they're going right. They're turning around. And 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 dancing and singing and and behaving in ways that uh, uh, that seems foreign to a lot of people, um, and that is really different than the way that, for example, the Catholics behave in the church services. And in the church services of the Catholics, uh, they are constantly doing the communion, and and uh, you know passing out the cracker, drinking the wine. Uh, you have to, in order to be a Catholic, in order to be saved, you have to believe that the cracker and the grape juice or the wine, uh, when it enters into the mouth of the person, that this transforms into the literal flesh and the literal blood of Jesus Christ. You can't be a Catholic and you can't be saved if you don't believe that. And so for for Catholics... Um, you have to believe that you are literally consuming Christ on a on a weekly basis in order to uh, attain salvation. And one of the most important things also about Catholicism is that they have the wilaya of the Pope. Yes. Do you want to explain that? Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, the Catholics believe that that Jesus appointed a successor to guard his kingdom after him, and that was Simon Peter. And it's recorded in the Gospels, this event where he tells him, you're my rock upon which I will build my church. And he gives him these uh, huge powers. He gives him the power that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So uh, basically giving him authority over the jurisprudence. And it's, it's understood that this guardianship of the church was passed from Simon Peter from uh, uh, to the next person, to the next person, to the next person, up until the Pope that we have today. Yeah, so he is the guardian of the church, yeah. yeah. And he, he has the authority to, to do So they believe, they believe in a living imam in every time. Yes, exactly. And that's why you still find him coming out and making statements, sort of tweaking the, the stance of the church on certain matters. Uh, it's a living, breathing uh, church. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the Pope is the um, he's the Baba. Yeah. He's the Pope. He's the Father. He's the Father. He's the Imam. He's the representative, the successor, the vice chairman um, of Jesus Christ. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just like Simon Peter was. Mm -hmm. And you have to have like a pledge of allegiance to this man. You have to. Um, basically, like, believe in his word and abide by it, or else you can't be Catholic. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, he says certain things are forbidden, and you, you're meant to abstain from those things that he says are forbidden, and he says certain things are allowed, and that means that they're allowed. Uh, yeah, he's the one who 
who uh, brings down the word on the jurisprudence mm -hmm. in the same age. And you have you have other um, sects uh, that have popped up who have also had individuals who have headed um, their churches whom have proclaimed themselves to be uh, you know like the Pope. Yeah. Like there's a there's Pope Francis now. Yes. Who's the Pope of uh, the Catholicism, Roman Catholic right? Church, yeah. Roman Catholic Church. Uh, but you also have a guy named Pope Peter, and you have other popes that have, uh, you know, yeah, proclaimed... splintered off exactly. and said that this is a misguided, that the Roman Catholic Church has become misguided, and then there's a new pope, and we're going to all migrate here, and we're going to have our own church. So, yeah, it's splintered off as well. Into yeah. And you also have the Coptic Christians in Egypt, and they kind of like have their own pope as well, and their own uh, yes. uh, leader. Uh, so it's it's really difficult to navigate through because Pope Peter is not having the same stances as Pope Francis is not having the same stances as the leader of the Egyptian, the Pope of the Egyptian, uh, you know, Coptic Church is not having the same stance as the Lutherans or the Baptists or or the the Methodists or yeah. the Jehovah's Witnesses or the Mormons or 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 yeah it's a confusing mess and people are just using their own judgment as far as I, I can see people are using their own judgment of what they think is right to mm -hmm. choose what what uh, denomination they're going to follow yeah. yeah so it's confusing and the reason why we have all these sects is because is because they followed teachings from different people in the UK. Um, they have their own thing going on, yeah. their own church that's just about the UK. It's not really a church that, like, it's their own independent sect Yes, that and was made up by this guy who didn't like the Pope. Um, what was it about? Um, as far as I understand, uh, there, it was King Henry VIII who, who did not like the, the ruling from the Pope because he wanted to get divorced, and so... Uh, he decided to break away and uh, he, he was the king of England and he decided that he doesn't need this church anymore. He's going to break away and create his own church and he's going to make divorce allowed. And, uh, and that was the beginning of uh, this offshoot. So he makes his own church. Mm -hmm. The kings of England make their own uh, translation. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? Well, there, there are certain corruptions. I mean, uh, there are certain verses that you'll find in the King James Version uh, translation of the Bible that don't exist in the previous translation. Um, yeah, which is a bit shocking that things can just be added and placed into something that is yeah. supposed to be a divinely protected scripture. So then it goes back. It goes back to the time of Jesus. It goes back to the words of the Prophet Muhammad. It goes back to the prophecies that state that after him, um, after Jesus dies, that the Christians are going to um, go into different sects. The Prophet Muhammad actually, in one narration, identifies the saved sect. He says that immediately after Jesus Christ, the Christians will break down initially into three sects. Two of them, which will differ in regards to God and his religion, and those two will be in hellfire. And then there will be a saved sect, which goes to paradise, and that is the sect that follows Simon Peter. Okay. Okay? Okay. So, obviously and clearly from this narration, one sect takes as its leader Simon Peter, and they're saved. 
two sects, they differ and they go into hellfire. Okay. Now, when we look into the time, uh, you know, of Simon Peter, right after the death of Jesus Christ, what do we find? We find that there, there, there is Simon Peter and there's a group of people that are following him. And we do find also that there are sects of Christians that are following other individuals. Mm-hmm. One of those other individuals was Paul. Paul was a man who was fighting against Jesus and the Christians. He was killing them. And he proclaims that he heard a voice mm-hmm. and was blinded. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was instructed by the voice to, um, you know, proclaim the message of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then he thinks that the voice, he alleges that the voice is the voice of Jesus. Yes. But he doesn't get this really confirmed with Simon Peter. No, he doesn't go back to Simon Peter about... About like to confirm whether or not this is the devil or whether or not this is really from God. Yeah. Okay. And he actually fights with Simon Peter. Yeah, he does. He, he, he insinuates that Simon Peter's wrong and he's right and he won the debate uh, that they were having. Yeah. And he changes the things which Simon Peter, um, you know, was saying that we have to follow. Like he's he's contradicting him in public. In many ways, yeah. 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 And he's making up his own jurisprudence, like he, his own commandments. He's telling, uh, for example, women that they have to either shave their head or wear the headscarf. Yes, they're not allowed to pray uh, with their head uncovered. Uh, if a woman is to pray with her head mm-hmm. uncovered, it would be better that she have her head shaved off. And Simon Peter is saying that we have to circumcise our children, and Paul's saying, no, we don't need to do that anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's all good. Yeah. And and actually, Simon Peter is calling, or sorry, Paul is calling Simon Peter a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he, He's accusing him of hypocrisy. Yeah. Even though Jesus in the Bible said that Simon Peter is his rock that he's going to build his church on, and he appoints him, mm-hmm. and he gives him the keys to the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul decides that Simon Peter is being a hypocrite, yeah. a, a monophic. Yeah. Okay. And the, and the people are believing him, and they go with him. He he went to like a, a specific audience. I mean, he had he had more success with the Gentile audience, uh, the Gentiles who were less familiar with the ways of Judaism, and both Paul, uh, formerly Saul, uh, and Peter were were Jews themselves. Uh, before they converted to Christianity, but uh, Paul, you know, he found success in going to the Gentiles, and uh, he he made Christianity kind of he molded it to appeal to that particular audience. And uh, he didn't have, like the name Saul, did he? No, he changed it to Paul after his experience of being blinded and hearing the voice. Okay, that's really interesting. So now you have. The Christians that are following Paul, and you have the Christians that are following Simon Peter. Yes. That's two. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do have many narrations uh, that state that, for example, there's an area of hellfire that's called Paul. Yeah. Right? And there's narrations that state that Paul de- deliberately corrupted the Gospels. And he added in there from his own writings. And for that reason, him 
and the people that are responsible for further corrupting the Gospels and the Torah um, are, have a special place at the very bottom of hellfire. And so we, we have lots of narrations that identify Paul specifically as a corrupter of Christianity, as uh, him being the hypocrite who's accusing the vice chairman of God, Simon Peter, of hypocrisy, but really it's him that's the hypocrite. Um, and that, uh, you know, decided to put his own letters and all this stuff inside of the, uh, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, his letters are full of interpretations as to what Jesus uh, meant when he said certain things and really without this post facto uh, interpretation by Paul, uh, if you go back to the Gospels, you would read it quite differently. But uh, yeah, he, he had a huge impact on how people understand the words of Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Then we have another guy. Um, there's Simon the Magician, yeah, who appears as well Yeah. Uh, in the Book of Acts. Mm -hmm. And here's a guy, he appears, he starts, um, you know, at first, uh, he's in Samaria. And he has a large following of people. Mm -hmm. And they're calling him the great ability of God. You know, like now when they call like the uh, the Ayatollahs, they call him, you know, the, the, the Ayatollah Azma, the greatest sign of God, Sistani, right? Yeah. Uh, they, they were doing the same thing back then. Okay. And so he was like an Ayatollah. Okay. You know, they, they called him the sign of God, the ability of God, Simon. Um, and they were bewildered by him. Uh, they thought that he had so much wisdom and also supernatural abilities. Yeah. Uh, there was many things that was written about him, uh, also in texts that are outside of the Gospels. Uh, but he does make an appearance in the Book of Acts. Yeah, yeah, he does. He was, uh, he 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 wanted to essentially pay for the Holy Spirit to come upon him. Yeah. So basically, Philip comes by first, one of the, the apostles, yeah. and Philip is baptizing people, and he's uh, performing miracles because Philip has the Holy Ghost with him. And when Simon sees this, he accepts Christianity, and he becomes a Christian. So now he's no longer this, um, you know, he's actually a Christian. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Yeah, he's a believer. Yeah. He's a believer now. Mm -hmm. uh, he got baptized, but he doesn't have the Holy Ghost with him. All right, and the Bible makes this clear that not everybody that's baptized gets the Holy Ghost. Okay, not everybody who proclaims that they're Christian receives the Holy Ghost. Okay, okay, that's actually very important to know. It is very important to know because I think a lot of Christians assume that just because they become Christian that now they're filled with the Spirit when it's not the case. Yes, then what happens? Then he, when, when, when he figures, when, when he becomes Christian. Uh, word gets around, and Peter and Philip, they both go towards um, Simon. And they start performing miracles. Mm -hmm. And when Simon sees Peter healing people, he offers to pay him in order that Simon may lay hands on, on the false Simon, the magician. And transfer that power to him. Yeah. Because he sees that the power is transferred through the laying of hands. Mm -hmm. uh, but Simon Peter refuses. He calls him evil. Yeah. And he says that your heart is like thinking that you can buy that which is in the kingdoms of heavens. And, and, and he starts like really calling him out. 
and Simon the magician is 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 uh, offended, and Simon Peter tells him that you know he should repent, and then Simon the magician refuses and says, "Why don't you pray to God that that never happens?" Yeah. So now you have two people in the Gospels that have enmity, they have hatred, they have anger, they have accusations that they make against Simon Peter, the successor and the vicegerent of God. Yes. Simon the magician and Paul. Yeah. Yeah? And they have followings. And they both have followings. Yeah. And they're both proclaiming to be special. Yeah. Okay? Now, Simon, he, he this guy... The writings that are outside of the Bible basically state that it's his fault that Simon Peter eventually gets crucified. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. So he starts gathering a lot of followers, and the people are following him, and he's actually calling towards Christianity and calling towards Christ. Yeah? Yeah. Except he's performing amazing miracles like levitating. Okay. 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 And he even has his followers dig a grave for him. And he tells them that just like Jesus Christ died and rose in three days, that he too, once he dies, it, they shall bury him in this grave. And he will perform one last great miracle for everybody. And he too shall rise from the dead from the grave. Wow. I mean... This is just making me think about how you know many people uh, today they believe in Jesus based off of the stories of his miracles mm -hmm. and they they take this as as like the ultimate proof that he was who he said he was, but clearly that's not the way to know who was the correct person to follow because look at this the, this person performing great miracles and impressing people with his miraculous abilities was a deceiver and he was leading people astray. Yeah. So. What happens is that basically Simon the Magician is levitating. Simon Peter comes up on him. He wants to put an end to this fitna. So he prays to God against Simon the Magician. And Simon the Magician comes falling down from the sky. The levitation trick ends. He falls down and he falls down violently. And there's several different narrations about this. And one of them states that he shatters into four pieces or that he broke, he breaks his limbs, his legs and his arms, and then he ends up dying from that. And when he dies, they put him, they were getting ready to put him into the grave, right? Mm -hmm. But Nero finds out about it and Nero demands that he takes the body of Simon and holds on to it for three days and three nights, lest another one of these Jews, you know, rise from the dead. And now we have the propagate, the further propagation of Christianity. Okay. 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 And so he, uh, he takes Simon's body, the magician, mm -hmm. you know, to hold on to it for that. And after three days and three nights, obviously he doesn't come back from the dead. Nothing happens, you know? Yeah. And he also at the same time arrests Simon Peter for murder. Okay. 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 So this and is the final. Uh, this is event. the final. This is it. This is why he gets arrested. According to the, the narrations, they take him and Nero crucifies him. And now he has a reason to. He kills, um, you know, Simon the magician. And obviously, Simon the magician's followers, you know, who are expecting him, 
to rise after three days and three nights, they are extremely angry with Simon Peter and they're riding against him and, you know, and basically asking the, the Roman authorities to crucify him and to deal with him in the same way that the Jews um, asked uh, the Romans to crucify Jesus Christ. That's so... It's so shocking and upsetting to think about this whole situation. And and also, I mean, a, a huge warning for people about how serious it is to figure out what you're following and who you're following and why. Mm -hmm. uh, because how easy is it for people to be led astray and to be fighting God, actually, when they think that they're with God. It's very disturbing. It is very disturbing. And at the end of the day, you could go to the followers of these, you know, Simon of Samaria, the magician, and you ask them, you know, do you guys love Jesus? Do you follow Jesus? They'll say, absolutely. And they proclaim Jesus. You go to the followers of Paul, and you say, hey, what are you guys? They say, we're Christian. We love Jesus. We're following Jesus. We proclaim Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go to the, the followers of Simon Peter, you know, which ended up evolving into modern-day Catholicism, and what will you find? You'll find that they will also proclaim Jesus, except that the Prophet Muhammad said that the truth would only be with the followers of Simon Peter, those who adhered to and obeyed the command of Jesus Christ and his choice and recognize that Jesus's choice of the appointment of Simon Peter is the choice of God. And therefore that's the supremacy of God. That's God's choice. Only God gets to appoint the Imam, the guide, the king, the ruler, the representative, his caliph, um, his vicegerent in the earth versus the other people who chose to follow a false Imam a fake imam, somebody who didn't have divine authority and backing, somebody who, who was not appointed by God, and everybody who has, uh, you know, a pledge of allegiance to a false imam who is not the imam of their time will die the death of ignorance, and that means that they will go to hellfire. Well, it's disturbing, isn't it? It's disturbing, but it matches exactly, uh, you know, what, what I was mentioning earlier about what Jesus said, that there's just like a wide gate and many people are flooding through mm -hmm. the wide gate, which is leading them to destruction. And it's, it's very narrow and hard to find that gate that leads you to, uh, to salvation. And uh, that gate is the vicegerent of God, the one that God appointed. Now, 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 before we close the episode, there are many people that might think to themselves, okay, well, then Catholicism is the, is the correct path. It's the true path. Um, you know, this is what, should we, what we should follow, you know. And out of all the Christian sects, for sure, Catholicism is the oldest. It's the most original. And it is the uh, path that proclaims the, you know, uh, belief in the vicegerents of Jesus Christ. But uh, what took place is that between the, the time of the death of Simon Peter and the time that uh, Constantine uh, made Christianity the official religion of the Roman Empire, mm -hmm. um, there hundreds of years had passed. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, now uh, the Pauline version of Christianity 
and Paul's teachings had become extremely popular with the pagans that were living uh, in the Roman Empire. They didn't want to circumcise. They didn't want to, um, you know, didn't know how to abide by the Jewish laws that had existed that Simon Peter was confirming and abiding by. And so they, they end up making this church that is a combination that meshes both ideas together. The idea, the ideas of Paul that were lenient, you know, and appealing to the pagans, along with this idea that Jesus has a successor and, you know, and, and they, they actually try to make the um, successor of Jesus be the same thing as the Roman emperor. The head of the state becomes the head of the church and therefore it gives him even more power than he originally had. And uh, obviously like the true vice gerent then uh, and successor of Simon Peter gets pushed to the side. And, um, and that's a topic that we'll go into inshallah in future episodes. Okay. I can't wait to, to learn more about this topic. And I, I think that what we spoke about today was extremely important and a sobering warning for us all to consider. God bless you today. God bless you, Thank you so much.